Nomad Adventures, and welcome to the Audio Armory, an exploration of weaponry through the ages. I am your local bard, Emily Cardamus. And I'm your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. Liz, the time has come. <laughs> the time for... <laughs> for the episode I didn't wish we never had to do. <laughs> But it's the episode that we're going to do, um, and that episode is about gun swords. Yay! <laughs> Your favorite. I hate for for new listeners or for listeners who didn't listen to that one episode where I went on a huge rant. I don't remember which one it is. The concept of gun swords makes me irrationally angry. Uh, so this is gonna be a fun episode. Yay! <laughs> To be fair, though, for, for Emily's sanity, I have basically done an argument with it. So there's, I have pros and cons, and I'm sure as soon as one of the cons come comes up, uh, we'll hear from our local bard in a very mm-hmm. passionate way. Mm-hmm. You'd think as, like, as like the bard is like, oh, like, oh, she's a bard, she's like the imaginative person. I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever, fantasy BS, gun swords, but no, I hate them. They're dumb. They're stupid and they're dumb, and I hate them. Oh, but you're you're gonna love this last one if you haven't read through the notes already. I haven't. I haven't. I like to keep it as look. I like to come to these things fresh and unprepared, so I never <laughs> read your notes. Good. Well, you, ooh, you're gonna love the you're gonna love the last one, but we'll build up to that. Oh, okay. it's gonna be so good. All right. All right. So. As weird as it sounds, the combination of weapons such as a gun and a knife was never really uncommon. Uh, Military guns and even civilian pistols had attachable or fold-up knives for combat purposes as well as an extra measure of protection. Uh, However, as technology advanced, so did these unique and wonderful combinations. Um, These combinations result in weapons like the French and Belgian knife pistols and the European Knife Pistol Club. And yeah. They... <laughs> oh no, no. That they sound. Like, no, that sounds like a, like I know you meant knife pistol club, like a merge of those three things. It sounds like welcome to the club. It's about knife pistols. Here's your badge, and uh, here's, here's the badge. secret handshake. Don't tell anyone about this, or we'll kill you. Yeah, with the knife and pistols we have. It's the Freemasons. Actually, if it's like the Freemasons, you could just like call them on the phone. Be like, hey, are you the Knife Pistol Club? And they're like, yeah, how'd you get this phone number? And you'll be like, fantasy Google. Fantasy Google. Also, this is the, I don't know, 1700s. Phones exist. Yeah, well, know. we're actually in the 19th century with these. Okay, the 1800s. Uh, you would still be considered a wizard. And you would yeah. be, uh, well, you wouldn't be burned at the stake. I think we were past that at that point. But you would, you know, still be probably ostracized from society if you had a telephone. Yeah, how the I other person, how the person on the other end pick up? I don't know. <laughs> it's a magical phone. This they suddenly another- just spawned another phone in that location. They're like, "Wait, what is this device?" Hello, I should, I should pick it up. It's ringing. <laughs> is this? Is this? Is this how you use it? You just just like attach to their leg or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is, is this how it works? It just appears. I don't know. Is this? What is it? How does this work? But to keep things a little bit interesting. Um, I thought we could take a vote on the weapons that I'm going to present to you all um, and figure out which one you would use in a fight if you had to use one of them. There's only one uh, other person here, Liz. It's me. Look, I'm saying people can tweet at us after. Okay. You know, do the debate. I mean, I already know what I want. Okay. And uh, 
I have a feeling I know what you want too, just because. The non-existent um, one. But let's let's start with the French knife pistol. Um, in the late uh, 19th century, France and even the U.S. started to have issues with the French mafia. They were nicknamed Apaches. Uh, the gangsters were ruthless and greatly feared at the time. Um, maybe it was because they completely disregarded the law, or they just knew exactly what they needed to do to get what they wanted. Or maybe because they killed people. Maybe. Or it could be because they had really bizarre weapons that really probably just scared people because they're like, whoa, what is that thing? It's like some, wait, what? It collapses? Wait, is that a knife? Wait, is that a gun? Wait, knuckle busters? Oh my gosh, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, you brought a knife to a gunfight? And it's like, ha! (laughs) I brought both! (laughs) (laughs) I have brought all. But let's give everybody a better visual here. Imagine the basic shape of a revolver. Okay. The cylinder where the ammo goes is yep. just where you'd expect it. And the trigger that has a really neat folding feature um, is right below it. Okay. And then we have the barrel. Um, well, sort of. You might see it if you squint because it's only half the length of the cylinder, which is not normal. Okay. So your barrel is a nub, essentially. Okay. Um, so continuing on with this beautiful weapon, um, we have this awkward revolver body and discover it has a very secret flamboyant side. Um, to be more specific, it has a flamboyant or wavy formed blade that when folded in is alongside of the nub barrel and when extended protrudes out beyond the barrel's end, which kind of sounds neat and oh. useful. Okay, here, here's, my, here's my issue. Here's my question already. And maybe, uh-huh. maybe this is more of a... I don't know how guns work. But if the barrel is so small, like, you're not going to be able to aim good. Because the reason that aim works on a barrel is, like, the rifling. And the fact that it has, like, a distance to... That the force can push itself... Like, the force of the explosion of the powder, gunpowder or whatever forces the bullet through the through the barrel and that's why like you can aim so if the barrel is like tiny and is like non-exist almost non-existent like you can't aim good or you probably can't even get really good velocity you're uh jumping the gun on me emily Uh, i'm jumping the gun am i am i jumping the gun (laughs) just a smidge just a smidge (laughs) But yes, that is one of the issues that we do end up encountering, as well as a handful of others. But let me finish painting the picture before All I. Right. I'm sorry. Finish. Um, your, I'm sorry. Finish your word picture. I will, and then we'll we'll get back. We'll sticky note to get back to that one. Okay. Um, lastly, we have the grip for this pistol, right? Um, and yeah, like I said, it's a knuckle buster. Uh, <laughs> when extended, it's supposed to act as the grip for the pistol, and when folded. Um, it could be used as the knuckle buster and, uh, folds over the collapsed knife blade near the cylinder. So basically you have this weird, uh... This is just like a Swiss army gun. Yeah! That's like the best way to describe these weapons. It's a Swiss army gun. (laughs) And, like, it sounds neat in theory, and you're probably just, our listeners are probably just like, wow, you're being really harsh. This is like 
really neat and like a crazy thing to have during the 19th century. And yeah, it is, but it's so impractical. Like, dear God. One, for the reason that you mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's got such a short barrel, like, it's not going to have great accuracy. It's just not. Um, Plus, in its gun form, the knuckle buster is such a weird shape for a grip. It's just going to be hard to hold, too. It's like trying to put a bullet into a push pop and then, like, pushing it out and being like, ha-ha. Yeah, it tastes delicious. But it won't don't hurt act- you, but uh, it's cherry-flavored now. Yeah, like, if you actually just, like, press yourself up right against the barrel and I might hit you. Do you think they make... I don't even think they make push pops anymore. Do they? I don't know. Ye old Google, what doth thou say? Let me see. Let me let me figure this out real quick. We ask the important questions Do here on audio. Do they right? make push pops anymore? <laughs> Do they still make push pops or ring pops anymore? Yahoo answers. Yahoo answers. Hook me up. <laughs> Yahoo. Um. Someone said ring pops at Walmart. That's useless. That's useless. This is three <laughs> years ago. Yahoo Answers, you have failed me. No, see, now the, everyone here is talking about push-up popsicles, and those aren't called push pops. No. They're, called, uh, they're either called freezer pops or freezy pops or uh, otter pops, some people call them. Whatever. Hey, if, you, if you're listening and you, if you know if they make push pops anymore, just like let me know. You can just tweet at me personally, at Corrupted Gem. <laughs> Tell me if they make push pops. So... <laughs> Exactly because because they were improvised weapons in elementary school, and if you are if you deny that, you're a liar. Yeah, basically. Also, it's like the best thing to do, just like when you're on your desk and you just went. Yep. Because I did that a lot, and I didn't even like them. But as continuing on with this, the flaws, the so many level of flaws. Uh huh. in the gun form, it obviously has its issues. Gun form. Do, 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 do. Transform! <laughs> uh, but even even if it's in its other forms, it has so many issues. Like, okay, the knuckle buster. Um, there's I can only envision this being used in two different ways. Okay. Both are not comfortable. Got it. Uh, one would be everything would be folded up. And so the cylinder, the knife would be in the palm of your hand. So when you're punching, I mean, <laughs> oops, <laughs> it's like, there goes your hand. I just sliced my hand open. Yeah, it's like, goodbye, goodbye, everything. Um, especially since the knives on these were designed as double edged. It'd be different if it was like a single edged. And when you folded it up, mm-hmm. the edge was against the gun part but then you'd have issues of well now it's dull because it keeps rubbing up against the steel like it's just it's flaws out it's just the bad ones. all around is what you're saying yeah and like the other way that you could potentially use this is if okay it's the cylinder is like you have uh the knuckle buster extended okay. um but that would make the cylinder off to the side of your hand giving it a really awkward weight and it could potentially 
if you punch hard enough, collapse the lock mechanism that keeps the knuckle buster out, and then you end up pinching your hand when punching somebody in the face. Good job. Good job. That's a good design. That's exactly. good design sense with your weapon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so good. I'm really glad. But, oh, okay. I know you were upset about the gun part, but, mm-hmm. oh, no. it's For me, it's the knife aspect of okay. this that kills me. It, in turn, happens with the gun, too, but, uh, uh. So, we have the knife. We're going to neglect the fact that no matter how you hold this thing, it's it's going to be weird to hold. It's just going to be it's just going to be a bad knife. It's going to be a bad bad hand feel. Yeah, it's like you're holding this weird cylinder and the blade that's coming out of it is like this dinky like it's dinky in comparison. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. Mm-mm. But remember, this knife protrudes alongside the short barrel. So that means that if you don't really get the chance to clean your weapon like you should, Dried blood is going to get inside the barrel and make the already crappy accuracy even worse. Maybe it'll actually help because it's like, oh, sweet. All the dried blood is going to create rifling in my tiny barrel. It won't. But imagine if it did. And I mean, God forbid if we're to get into anything else, like any of the small mechanisms of this gun. Oh, yeah. like no, it's a mess. It's gonna be awful. I mean, you're not toast. You're uh, you have a bad, stupid gun. Yeah, I mean, you could butter your toast. Yeah, with, with this knife. bad, stupid gun. Bad, but that's about all knife. you're gonna get out of it. Good job, idiot. Exactly. Can't even butter my toast. But all all of that being said, mm-hmm. there are some designs of this weapon that might be a little easier to use, but obviously still hold the problems stated above. Um, For example, we have a Belgian knife pistol. Though some of the grips aren't always built, well, weren't always built comfortable or secure, the ones that were at least made it easier to use as a gun versus the abomination beforehand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it actually was shaped like the handle of a pistol. It's like, oh, hey, this fits in my hand. Lovely. And again, this weapon was a basic revolver, uh, only it has a full-sized barrel now. It's not this weird dinky thing, so already it has better accuracy. I don't want to derail, but I find it interesting, and I don't know if maybe you'll debunk this thought with with further further examples, but I find it interesting because I think... um, if I think of, like, what is the practical application of, like, a gun knife or whatever, I would think, like, oh, a bayonet and a rifle? Yes. And and then, so I find it interesting that all of these examples you're bringing up are pistols. Yeah, which I kind of, I'll kind of cover a little bit, but probably not in the depth that uh, it deserves. We could do, like, but... a whole episode on bayonets. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I have, it's on my to-do list of things to write. Hey-o. So, it's it'll be coming up. I just have several other different things that I wanted to hit, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's something that's, uh, it's really, it. these weapons served a purpose. Like, as awful and terribly designed as they were, they did serve a purpose and were used. Right. Um for basically throughout the 19th century. We'll kind of get a little bit more in depth with that a little forward. Um, Kind of going back to the Belgian knife pistol, um, 
now that we have a full-sized barrel with this abomination, um, it also has, again, a folding trigger for storage aspects. But this time, the knife on the uh, on this weapon is below the barrel and also has a slight downward angle. So the edge faces downwards. This looks so dumb! <laughs> I just looked up a picture of it! from my eyes so I can read my notes. <laughs> oh. Well, there's some... Okay, so there's some that, like, make it look like the thing flips out. There's some where it's just, like, it's a knife with, Oh yeah, like, a barrel it, basically in it. And that doesn't work either. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It says oh, it's Belgian, works. so I don't know, but... Uh, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to, like, totally derail the conversation. No, Continue no, 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 it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, <laughs> but i mean i suggest i highly suggest that everybody look this up too for themselves just because my words cannot yeah you know, it, it's, it's definitely justice. once you see it it definitely helps a lot more to picture this <laughs> oh goodness but i mean granted that this blade is now below and curves downward mm-hmm. um under the barrel it still doesn't eliminate the blade barrel problem but it kind of lessens the chance of it getting dirty by like maybe a percent <laughs> just because i, I mean, was if you're really... i was throughout this whole thing i was picturing the blade and barrel being separate entities not that they were like fused together in some sort of hellish abomination some of them are but some of them aren't some of them are collapsible and can collapse underneath or beside it but some are actually fused yeah, to the like barrel. Collapsed altogether. Oh, I guess yeah. this is the French one. I don't know. Yeah, I think the French had a little bit more awareness. <laughs> Not much, but a little. There's one here that just has like a teeny tiny knife like attached onto the the tip of it, like at the bottom. It's like here's a toothpick. <laughs> it it genuinely looks that small. I mean. For our last weapon, that's kind of what happens. All right, well. I, and I I want, after I describe this to you, I want you to look it up. Okay, I'll wait. So, we have my personal favorite. Obviously not because it makes sense, but literally it's a spiky wand gun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're probably like, how, why, what? Let me explain. The European Knife Pistol Club is a straight weapon. There's no curve. There's no pistol butt. It's just a long, straight club. At the one end of this club, um, it's it's basically made of wood and it starts to transition into <laughs> to the abomination you'll all soon love. Um, the non-collapsible trigger leads directly to a beefed-up single-shot pair pistol barrel one shot one kill maybe probably not 
Thanks, and just, <laughs> I know, right? But just just when you thought it was done, just when you thought, oh, God, why? One can find a, protru- a protruding blade coming from directly under the barrel in an unmovable position, mind you, which is a small needle-like stiletto blade. Okay, now, so am I, am I Googling European Knife Pistol Club? Yes, you are. Um, I'm not sure if I'm seeing the right thing. I'm getting a lot of, like, straight-up Swiss Army knives. I'm gonna look for you because I, I just... I want you to know what this is. Okay, yeah. Uh... Do you want to, uh, do you want to take a picture of it? Do you want to Snapchat it to me? Right now? Yeah, let me grab my phone. I have to run downstairs and grab the book real quick. I'll be right back. Update, Liz has sent me a Snapchat of what this uh, gun abomination looks like, so you're going to get some real-time reactions. Wait, wait, there we go. This is the stupidest thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> it's a big stick. It's a big it stick is. with a gun at the end. How do you hold that? <laughs> I know! I love it. That's moronic. Oh, it's a blessing. Wait, can I can I really quickly read the like the description it calls this? Yes. Okay, please. so this this thing says this multi-purpose European weapon is almost medieval in concept. As a club with spiked steel studs, it would be lethal in itself, but add a stiletto-like blade and a single-shot pistol, and it becomes a formidable close-quarter weapon for either offense or defense, or you'll stab yourself with it accidentally. (laughs) Yeah! Oh, no, it's a blessing. (laughs) So dumb. Uh, but... (laughs) And I mean, you've already raised the point um, about this about this wonderful abomination of a wizard wand. Um, it is the least practical, in my opinion, out of the weapons that we've talked about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only would it be weird to try shooting this with zero grip, uh, you can't carry it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, I'll send a better picture and I'll then tw- we I'll can tweet, tweet it this. out. Yeah, so that yeah. people can see. Because you all need to experience this, this and is... obviously the internet doesn't even want to show the world yeah. this. Yeah, the internet wants to hide the tr- wants to hide the truth from you. <laughs> but we will we will expose the truth. Now, I'm I'm gonna try and defend this a little bit because we've torn into literally all of these weapons uh, for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. I want to let you all know that yes, these were 
used as weapons. Obviously not the most practical, but a lot of the times these were used as a last resort. Um, the mafia would use these uh, basically as an easy conceal weapon because they could fold it up, stick it in their pocket, and then not have to worry about, you know, gun holsters or anything like that. And then in World War One trenches, I mean, when you were in those trenches, you would use whatever you could to survive, including one of these abominations. So they did serve a solid purpose, but obviously were phased out because of all of the, the technical issues with them. There were so many things that are wrong with it that it outweighs any possible good in these weapons. That's that's my argument because like like I mean yes I'm sure they were very useful at the time in in trenches and that sort of thing but like it feels like more of a hassle to make these things than it would be just to make I don't know a folding knife and then a gun. Yeah. Like because like it's not like you're you not could using use both, both at the same time. Yeah, exactly. You could only use one or the other. So it's like just, I mean, like just make them two. Like sometimes some things don't go, go well together. Like I like ice cream and I like steak. I'm not gonna put ice cream on a steak and eat it. Yeah, no, that's gross. That's disgusting. Why did I just describe that? I don't know, but uh, I wanted ice cream and now I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess thanks for that. You're welcome. Uh, but even with these abominations, maybe, maybe one day, when we have the technology, we'll be able to make gun swords to satisfy our Final Fantasy needs. I was gonna say, we'll until- probably one day we'll have to actually do uh, an episode on the Final Fantasy gun sword, which I don't know, I'm looking up, I don't remember the name of it. I couldn't tell you either. I'm looking it up. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Oh, it's just called the Gunblade. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Thanks, Final Fantasy Wiki. Yeah, at some point we will definitely have to cover it, but I can tell you right now it's going to be a lot of what you just heard. <laughs> Maybe more in depth from Emily's perspective. It's just going to be me huh. yelling about how... <laughs> it doesn't make sense! Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Final Fantasy Nine Gunblade? No, that's not nine. That's one, two, three, plus five, eight. So the final, the, it didn't actually shoot projectiles. I'm sorry. What? Why is why? It was just wait. a sword. Why have it as a gun then? Because it was cool and edgy. Okay, we're saving. Okay, we're gonna bottle we're, this yeah, up. Yeah, bottle this one up. We can't. One. We can't do it on this episode. Um, well, thank you, though, Liz, for that beautiful primer on uh, the dumb weapons that gun blades are, because they were real, but they were like, they were just like gun pistols. They really weren't like gun swords or whatever. Yeah. That would be a little silly. Do you have a blacksmith's tip of the week for us? Yeah. <laughs> Is it sad and long? Uh... It's pathetic and not long. Okay. Um, my blacksmith tip of the week um, is to make sure that, especially if you're starting to get into hobbies that are like, you know, woodworking, working with steel, okay. metal, what what have you. If you're working in 3D, um, make sure that your tools are in the proper condition before you use them. Okay. That means if it needs to be sharp, make sure it's sharp. Make sure you're careful. If it's not... Well, you'll do what I did. 
Which was? Uh, because it wasn't... I used uh, an old burr on when I was at work on a jewelry piece. And a burr is basically the thing that goes into uh, the mechanical handpiece that I have. So it's like... Uh, helps me cut away at things mm-hmm, or shape mm-hmm. things. And I had what was called a cup burr. It is literally a cup-shaped thing on a stick. And the inside is sharp, so it makes the prongs on rings nice and smooth. Mine wasn't sharp anymore. It was dull. And when you go to kind of smooth these things out, you put weight on it. You put a little bit of pressure. But when it's dull, sometimes it slips. And sometimes it slips right through your thumb and almost clear through your nail on the other side. Leaving a nice, joyous hole through your whole thumb. <laughs> so, yes, everybody, make sure that your tools are in the proper condition before you use it. Otherwise, you might have a neat hole in your thumb that still hurts a little. One of these days, we're going to start an audio armory episode and, like, the intro music will play and I'll introduce myself and there'll be silence because then I'll be like, oh, Liz, she's in the hospital. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that enlightening information, Liz. Glad glad I could be the one who's injured so everybody else doesn't have to be. Um, and thank you, listener, for listening to this episode of The Audio Armory. Uh, we'd also like to thank Samantha Hogan for our intro and outro music. You can find her work at samanthahogan.com, and you can find her on Twitter at shogan underscore composer. You can find us on Twitter. I am at Corrupted Gem. Liz is at Liz Belt. That's Liz with two Zs. And you can find the show on Twitter. We are at Audio Armory Cast. Uh, you can email us with suggestions, comments, topics, uh, all that fun stuff. Um, that is audioarmorycast at gmail.com. Uh, we are also on iTunes, so you can uh, subscribe, rate, review. I don't know. I guess that helps. People say it helps. I'm going to assume it helps. Um, but, you know, and if you if you like the show, uh, maybe, maybe tell a friend about it. Because word of mouth is the uh, most powerful way for these things to spread and find new people. Um, and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, Liz, do you have anything? Uh, yeah. I just want to be, I just want to know what, out of the three weapons that we have presented today, which one you would like to use or try to use or maybe defend. Uh, perhaps you believe I was a little too harsh. Both of us were a little too harsh, I should Incorrect. say. <laughs> and we want to hear your argument. Or maybe you want to just scream with us about how bad it is. Regardless, we'd love to hear um, it when you add us at uh, the Audio Armory cast. Um, so I would I would love to hear from you all re- one way or another regarding this. Well, then, until next time, I have been and always will be your illustrious bard, Emily Cardamus. And I will forever and always be your local blacksmithless belts. And don't throw rocks at birds. And also don't throw gun knife swords at birds. Don't throw guns at swords. (laughs) Don't fuse guns with swords! (laughs)